The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Pastor Kingsley Okonkwo, Senior Pastor, David Christian Center, Lagos. With a heart full of compassion for people, he preaches the truth in God's word with boldness and without any reservations. A vision to raise a victorious people. He is on a mission to school and train people through the word of faith into a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. A man of faith with numerous results to show for it. He is the host of several relationship, marriage and pastor summit and conferences. He is an author of several books and a well-sought-after speaker. With a Kingsword celebration, please welcome to Seven Days of Glory, Pastor Kingsley Okonkwo. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a big shout this evening. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord, we thank you. Thank you because you are a good God. Thank you because we are set to have a good time. We are set to have a good last six months. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. One more time, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please take your seat this evening. Hallelujah. Um, such an honor to be here this evening. Praise God. Such an honor to be here, to be back here. Hallelujah. Such an honor. I want to appreciate um, the great apostle over this great ministry. We just watch his video now, Reverend K. Hallelujah. It's such an honor. He has been a great blessing and inspiration to us younger ministers. So we appreciate the grace of God upon his life. Can we put our hands together for him? Can we put our hands together for him? Hallelujah. Praise God. I also want to appreciate my friend, Pastor T. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We, we have known for, for, for so long, and he has such a, such a clean heart, such a sweet spirit. It's always good to see you, man of God. Always good to see you. Praise God. And um, the Bible said, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I came here with the good thing in my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Anytime I'm going somewhere and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to preach, I just bring her along. Hallelujah. Because when I bring her, she's already preaching my message. That good things are good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you about good things are good. Hey, glory to God. <laughs> That's my title of my message, by the way. So get ready. Like Pastor T said, as I'm joking, I'm preaching. I've started, I've preached like two points. Hope you have written it down. <laughs> Hope you have written the two points I've said down. Praise God. And I came with some other my protocol people, my team members. Um, praise God. All right. Um, how many of you like good things? Amen. See, if you don't like good things, we'll pray for you today. You will start liking good things. Good things are good. 
I didn't get any rest. I said, good things are good. Let me go to this side. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, I said, good things are good. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, Glory to God. I'm here to tell you that your last six months is going to be good. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for you. I don't know how the first six months was, but the last six months is going to be good for you. In the name of Jesus. It's going to be good for you. And it won't just stop with this last six months. The rest of your life is going to be good. In the name of Jesus. If you are crazy enough to believe that, shout it louder. Amen. Hallelujah. Good things are good. Good things are good, man. Don't let anybody deceive you. Good things are good. Hallelujah. See, it's good to do charity or it's good to give to the poor. But my own anointing is to tell the poor he doesn't have to be poor. Yeah. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I want to be the one giving, not the one receiving. Yeah. Because the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to what? Receive. Somebody get what I'm saying? I don't know what part of the divide you were on before. But in this last half of the year, you are going to be the one doing the giving in the name of Jesus. You will not be the sick. You will be the one praying for the sick. Hey, you will not be the one that are giving a ride. You will be the one giving somebody a ride. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good things are good. I said good things are good. It's not our fault. Good things are good. I don't want you... Listen, don't manage in this life. Nobody called you to manage. God has never... You will never see that in God's word. You will never see God telling you manage, manage yourself. The economy somehow. <laughs> that will always be men talking. That's never God talking. The God that we serve is a God of abundance. He's a God of the overflow. Hallelujah. He has more than enough. And you see, one of the biggest revelations you need to get is a revelation of who God is. When you understand who God is, your whole prayer life will change. Is somebody get what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, you know, Pastor T was talking about having a target and having a goal, having a dream. Very important. Make sure that target is big enough. Make sure that dream is big enough. Hallelujah. See, your, your dream is all you have. Your dream is all you have. Don't let anything cut down your dream. I don't care how old you are, whether you are too young or too old. You keep the dream alive. Hallelujah. Make sure it's big enough. Make sure it's good enough. Good things are good. I have a problem with people that don't even know good things. are. If you can't recognize good things, then how are you going to access it? Hallelujah. Pastor C was saying a lot of those things. You see, because if, if you don't have that goal and that dream, you even know when you're moving towards it. You even recognize it when you see it. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Listen, every time you see someone that looks like your future, get excited. Hallelujah. There is no room for envy in the heart of a child of God. Because anytime you see somebody living in your dreams, it's proof that you too can get there. It's proof that God is in the neighborhood. It's proof that God is still blessing people. Hallelujah. Good things are good. I want to stir up your appetite a bit today. 
Because every time I run into people that don't have a big appetite for good things, they are, they are, they are, they are good at managing things. Hallelujah. Be content, but don't be satisfied. <laughs> that means you're happy where you are, but you know that where you are is not where you're going to remain. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. Oh, I remember many years ago. Many, many, many years ago. Many, many. This is, this is a long time ago. A long, long time ago. I was still single. Glory to God. And there was a man of God in this city. He's still in this city. You know, but those days, you know, um, um, I, mean, I mean, that guy was, was pastoring my church. He was driving my car. He was living in my house. He was even married to my wife. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Amen. Not the physical one, to my kind of wife. Yeah. You know what I did? You know what I did, guys? I looked for one of our mentors that was close to him, and I told my mentor that anytime you're going to that guy's house, I want to follow you. Glory. Hallelujah. I want to go and touch my dreams. Mm. I want to go and sit in my dreams. I want to go and interact with my dreams. Hallelujah. Glory. And the guy, and my mentor called me because this man is, man is a big man of God. My, my mentor called me at, at almost midnight and said, I'm going to see that guy today because that, where those guys are busy is in the midnight, you can see them. <laughs> he said, I'm about to go to go and see the guy. So I left where I was living then in Festac, found my way to Ikoi, hooked up with my mentor, and went to this guy's house. You see, intention is very important. Everybody can be in church, but it's not everybody that has the same intention. Your intention is what determines how you behave when you get to certain places. There are some churches I go to I, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm capturing, I'm taking still pictures of the things going on because I want to reproduce those things. Somebody get what I'm saying? So when I got into that house, I was taking pictures. When I sat down, I sat down on my chair. When I passed the garage, I passed my, my, my cars. Hallelujah. I, I mean, I took, and to be honest with you, everything I saw in that place that I desired, I have all of them today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That man was married to a very fine woman. I'm married to a very, very fine woman. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That guy had some nice cars. I like nice cars. See, good things are good. Yeah. He had some nice cars. I have nice cars today. Yeah. Are you here, somebody? Yeah. See, eh? I'm driving the car I want to drive. I'm living where I want to live. I'm praying for you. You might not be there right now, but I'm praying for you that your dreams will come to pass in the name of Jesus. You will live where you want to live. You will drive what you want to drive. You will walk where you want to walk in the name of Jesus. Good things are good. And see, God is a good God. There is no reason why a believer should not live good. Because God is a good God. He plants his good word inside of us in fact something has to be wrong for you not to produce good things because the natural order is that your life is supposed to produce good things hallelujah god is a good god i say god is a good god let's look at a few scriptures guys that's that's our message good things are good good things are good good things are good hey when you enter some expensive shops, go just go and look, go and window shop. Yeah. It's okay to do that. Enter there. Price everything. Hallelujah. Yeah. If it's a car shop, tell them open the car. Open the engine. Start it. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Somebody get what I'm saying? Check it out. See, appreciate good things. If you don't know good things, there's no way good things can enter your life. Some people are, 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 are so bothered by where they are. Don't be consumed by where you are. Be consumed by where you are going. Hallelujah. See, if you, if, if, you are, if you are consumed by where you are, and the thoughts of where you are fill your heart, you will only produce where you are. You have to fill your heart with where you are going. You have to so fill your heart with where you are going that it will be clear you are on transit. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Glory to God. Come on, tell me about good things are good. Some, there are many of them. Let's start from Psalm 34. Psalm 34 verse 10. Do I have a DJ? I call the guys that put scripture for me DJ, yeah, because they are mixing scripture. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you. Can we read together? Everybody want to go? Did you see that there? It said, the young lions, they do lack and suffer hunger. It said, but they that spend their time seeking the Lord like you are doing today. Hallelujah. It said, they shall not want what? So I, I'm not the one coming to tell you about good things. It's not my idea. This is what exists. This is already in God's mind for you. He said, lions, and you see, you need to understand, in the jungle, lions are the strongest. I mean, I mean, it's rare for lions to lack. But God is saying that even in cases where lions can lack, you that you are seeking the Lord, you will not want what? Any good thing. You won't want any good thing. Oh, glory to God. See, you are getting your dream job. I said you are getting your dream job. You are getting your dream vacation. You are getting your dream marriage. In the name of Jesus. Hey, hallelujah. You see, when you are filled with where you are going, it makes you excited. People, are, people will think you are too happy for where you are. They won't understand that your happiness is not based on where you are. It's based on where you are going. Hallelujah. That's why Christians should not be depressed. What's depressing you? He said, I don't have money. That's not a permanent place. It's a temporary place. He said, I don't have a job. That's not a permanent I don't have a husband. That's not a permanent place. Hey, you are on transit to your good place, to your good land. In the name of Jesus. No need to be depressed. No need to be. It's the fact that you're sad is proof that you are not in faith about where you're going to. That's how you know. Glory to God. Psalm 84 verse 11. Psalm 84 verse 11. Good things are good. Glory to God. Good things are good. Psalm 84 verse 11. It said, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. He said, No what? Good thing will he what? We told from them that what? They say, God won't withhold any good thing from you. Hallelujah. Good things are good. See, never in your life again see any good thing and say, this is too expensive for me. Or this is too hard for me to get. Or this way beyond me. Never say that again. Are you here, somebody? Glory to God. Glory to God. Good things are good. I'm just here to encourage you today. Keep your dreams alive. 
keep, 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 keep breaking the limits in your mind. Good things are good. Hallelujah. One more. Then we'll proceed from there. Psalm 103 verse 5. Psalm 103 verse 5. I like this one. Glory to God. Good things are good. Oh, and we have a good God. He said, who satisfied thy mouth with what? Good things. He satisfies your mouth with what? Good things. I don't know what, what represents a good thing for you. Hallelujah. But good things are good. Every time I travel or every time I see where they're selling or displaying good things, I go and check it out. I'm attracted to good things. And good things are attracted to me. I can never forget one time we're, we're in London, we're in Oxford Street in London, and um, my wife is always telling me, don't enter. When I see nice shops, I want to enter. My wife says, don't enter. But I don't listen to her sometimes. So we passed one shop, I knocked at the shop. I mean, the shop, I wanted to enter the shop, but, the sh you know, but she was saying, don't enter. So we passed. So when we're coming back, I said, let me enter. When I got to the shop, I tried to open the door, the shop was locked. As in, they are open, but it's locked. I said, this will do no business. Later, I found out they knew what they were doing. So when the door was open, I now pressed the bell. There's a bell. I pressed the bell. They answered me by intercom. Say yes, can we help you? I said, ah, are you not selling market? <laughs> if you're not selling market, tell me. Not that you can help me. I'm the one helping you. Open the door. I said, I want to buy. I want to see what they're selling. They press something. They open. I enter. <laughs> you remember, my wife has warned me for don't enter this place. I didn't hear one. When I enter. They were selling cufflinks. You know cufflinks? This thing that they put in shirt. That's what they were selling there. I said, ah, so is that why they're locking door? Ordinary cufflinks. When I called the attendant, you know, when the person that is the sales boy is a salesman, <laughs> from the person selling the thing, you know that if this is the person employed here and his suit is better than your suit. <laughs> I asked them, so how much is this one? The guy said, there's one here that is 20,000 pounds. Cuffling. <laughs> 20,000 pounds. <laughs> That's when I knew I should listen to my wife. She warned me. <laughs> the guy said, but if you want on that one, there's another one here. I said, In my mind, I said, it's not... It's how we go out, I'm thinking. It's not... Because he saw me staring at it. He thought maybe I, I want on that color. See, there's another one that is 15,000 pounds. It's okay. That's good. People are trying, eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. The point is that good things are good. See, always keep your heart open. Always keep your heart enlarged. There's nothing beyond your level. Are you get what I'm saying? Wherever you are now is a temporary place. The God you serve has said how you will satisfy your mouth with what? Good things. Hallelujah. It is, it is abnormal for a Christian not to have good things. It's abnormal because the natural order is that God is a good God and he wants to do good things for his people. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 23, it says, Surely goodness... And mercy shall what follows goodness. The Bible said, "Every good and 
perfect gift comes from God. Hallelujah. It's every good and what? Perfect gift. See, eh? when you hook up to what I'm going to share with you in a bit, see, get to that stage where you don't, don't even accept things that are not good. Don't accept it. Refuse it. Many people have not really seen God's goodness because when they see something that looks like it, but it's not it, they accept it. Some people have married people they should not marry because they can't wait for the real person that they wanted or the real kind of person they wanted. Everything, before your main miracle, there's always an opportunity for compromise. Compromise is the last bus stop before your real miracle. Compromise the last. So, so if you're not careful, before the real thing comes, they will offer you. It happened to Jesus. You remember? Yeah. They told him, if you bow, just bow, we'll give you the whole kingdom. It's not the whole kingdoms you want. You don't have to go and kill yourself. Just bow. <laughs> and if it was many Christians, they would have bowed, collected the kingdom, still share testimony as if they, it was the right way they got it. Only that after a while, by the time it's no more good and perfect, we'll know it wasn't God. Because every good and perfect gift comes from God. Somebody gets what I'm saying? See, God is so accurate. He's so accurate. If you, if you line up the way he wants you to line up, he would, every time he does something, you will know it is good. You will know it is him. Hallelujah. Because his things are good and perfect. They will come, they will be 100% accurate. Praise God. Nothing will be missing from them. Nothing will be broke. Glory to God. Let's look at one scripture. Okay, so, so um, okay, let, let me start from Luke. Okay, Matthew, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew 12 from verse 33. Matthew 12 from verse 33. Come on, tell anybody again, good things are good. Hallelujah. It says, either make the tree good and his fruit good. It said, once the tree is good, the fruit will be what? Good. Once the tree is good, the fruit will be good. Good. It said, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit what? Corrupt. For the tree is known by what? His fruit. Next verse. It says, um, o generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak what? Good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speak. Take note of that. Out of the abundance of what? The heart. Next verse. It says, a good man, out of what? The good treasure of where? Of the heart. Bring forth what? Good things. He said, a good man, out of the good storage or treasure of his heart, produces, that's how our version puts this, produces what? Good things. So you produce good things from your heart. Everything we do as believers is from the heart. Because that is where God engages. Your heart, of course, doesn't mean the part of you that pumps blood. Of course, I know you know that. He's talking about your spirit, man. Somebody gets in this, guys. And the way your spirit man was created, you know, it was created after the image of God. It, it's, it is created to produce good things. It takes something to be abnormal or out of place for good things not to be constantly produced out of your life. 
it, it said a good man out of the good treasures of the heart produces what? Good things. He said just make the tree good and the fruits will be good. Just make the tree good and the fruits will be good. So we have a good God that has made you good. Your fruits too will be good. Yeah. Hallelujah. In the parable of the sower, it says that the sower planted the seed. That, you know, he planted on this one, the birds came to take it. He planted on another one, the rocks came. I mean, what was it? But the last one I say, he planted on good soil. Hallelujah. Look at it in Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Luke 8, 15. So the issue is about your heart. How, where your heart is placed. That's what determines whether good things will flow. Look at this here. But that on good ground, Jesus was explaining the parable to them, okay? He said, but the one they planted on good ground, but that on the good ground are they, which in an what? Honest and what? Take note of those two things, guys. In an honest and good heart, they do what? They keep it. I mean, having heard the word, they do what? Keep it and bring forth fruit. So this just elaborates what we just read earlier on. Good God plants good seed as long as the ground or the heart is a good heart, it's impossible for good fruit not to come out. Are you here, somebody? Good God willing to do good things for us you see, like I said, when you understand these things, you, you will not be begging. I, 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 I've never bombarded the gates of heaven. I don't need to. Heaven is on my side. God is on my side. See, I've never needed to convince God that God, you see, that is good. See, I need a good wife. You know now, God. You I don't need to convince him. His plan already for me is plans of good. Hey, you understand what I'm saying, somebody? Jeremiah 29. He said, he said I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of what? Good. One verse said, thoughts to do you good. Hallelujah. God already wants to do you good. You don't have to convince him about it. Glory to God. You don't have to convince him about it. He wants to do you good. So a good God with a willingness to do good plants the good word in a good heart. Which is the good ground. Hallelujah. The only thing left is the good fruit. And that your own fruit is manifesting in this season. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has been pending in your life. I decree that in this last six months. There will be a manifestation in the name of Jesus. Somebody catch what I'm saying. You will produce good things. I say you will produce good things. Good things are good. You will not need to be explaining your life. You don't understand what I'm saying? Anything that has caused you shame in your life before today, I decree God is wiping it away in the name of Jesus. Shame is not good. I said shame is not good. That's why we have a good God that wants to do us good. Because he doesn't want you to be ashamed. Glory to God. Hey. 
He doesn't, see, there are some things that are missing in your life. It's a public prayer request. They don't have to say, do you have prayer requests? They don't even ask you, can everybody know your prayer request? Are you here, somebody? <laughs> if, 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 if all your mates have finished secondary school, and everybody doesn't get admission, and you have got admission for two, three years, if they do family prayer meeting, or anybody, nobody needs to ask you. Your prayer request, a public general prayer, they say, let's hold hand for Brad John. This year, he will get admission. They know about your prayer request. Or you have graduated from school, or your mates have gotten a job, three, four years you're not getting a job, and you want to give prayer requests. We know, don't hold on, we, we know your prayer point. This is the year that sister so so is going to get a job. Everybody have a prayer request, public. Or your mates have married, and you have not married. Your younger sister have married, you have not married, and you want to give prayer requests. We know, we are aware of your prayer request. If you're married for a few years and you don't have a child, three years, four years, you want to give a request? This is the year, sister banker! We give back to twins. They will be giving you twins and triplets as they like. <laughs> it's a public uh, issue. Yeah. I decree today anything that has caused you public shame, it will bring your public glory in the name of Jesus. Anything that has made people look down at you, it will make them look up to you. In the name of Jesus. Your good things are coming. Good things. Good things. Good things. Good things. He that finds a wife finds what? A good thing. The delay is over. I say the delay is over. Good things. Good things. Like I said, and don't manage you. All this shouting and shouting is not for you to go and manage you. You are getting the good and perfect one. Yeah. I say you are getting the good and perfect one. Yeah. After you have waited this long, the job that is coming, they will compensate you for the years you didn't have a job. Yeah. After you have waited this long, the husband or wife that is coming will compensate you for the years you are waiting for him or her. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. So of you, the job you will get, it will come with house. Yeah. It will come with car. Yeah. It will come with vacation. In the name of Jesus. Every good and perfect gift. That's how he does it. Brings is a complete package. Are you here, somebody? Glory to God. So it's an issue of the heart. And that story, the guy, the guy said, a clean and honest heart. Very important. A good or an honest and clean heart or anyone. Hallelujah. Very important. The state of your heart. So there are two things. There are two things that you must do to the heart. There are many things, but we can't go into all of them. So I'm going to just focus on two. Anywhere you see, you talk about a clean heart. Anywhere you see fruit being mentioned, it means some weeding has gone on. Are you here, somebody? Anywhere fruit is being produced, somebody has been weeding. If your heart is going to produce good things, you must constantly weed it. See, what I'm telling you is not just for this year. All through your journey in God, be careful for those kind of offense or things that spoil your heart to creep up. Hallelujah. Because once those bad emotions, bad feelings creep up, they can choke 
the good things that want to happen in your life. When you see many believers that are really born again or regular in church, hear the word, and they still don't produce, one of the things we need to always check is their hearts. Are you the kind of person that your heart always despises people when they climb on the stage? See, your, the Bible said the heart is deceitful. And it said, who can know it? Your heart is trainable. So what this means is that you can train your heart to be the good heart, or if you are not careful, some things or someone can train your heart to be an evil heart. If your heart is the wrong kind of heart, it will never produce no matter what is planted in it. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So, watch your heart. Not just for today. This is what I'm telling you for, for the rest of your life. Constantly guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it, the issues of life are decided. So, you know what? It's not government that is affecting your finances. It's your heart. It's not government. Go rest. It says dollar is 360. It's dollar affecting you. My life. When dollar was lower, some people were still broke. When dollar was under there, people that were broke and they are still broken and they say it's dollar. How can? <laughs> says Buari that no, 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 before Buari came, some people were broke. Thank you, Mama. Let's welcome Pastor. Wait, welcome. <laughs> God bless you. Good to see you. I was using my eyes to look for you since. So I'm happy you're here now. Praise God. Is somebody got what I'm saying? It's not the economy, it's the heart. You see, you need to get this, guys. This has been my, 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 my burden. I, have, I always encounter Christians that have evil things in their heart. Good people but bad hearts. And they never produce good results. Because they say, make the tree good and the fruit will be good. It's natural for us. So are you the kind of person that when people get up here to minister, you despise them? Maybe they are ministering in song or ministering in word or leading prayer. And you are saying, I know that, you know, uh, you see this one too, leading prayer. Mm-hmm. Somebody getting this? Yeah. It might sound funny, but that's the message I brought today. Yes, Hallelujah. Keep your heart in the right place. Yes, you see, don't, don't, don't let your heart lead you. You lead your heart. You just despise people. So what are they saying again? He has preached this message before. I know the book he read. Mm-mm-mm. Keep your heart in the right place. God can bless you in spite of who is even ministry. Yeah. Hallelujah. Keep your heart in the right place. Don't allow envy to rise in your heart. Oh, somebody gets married before you. Somebody gets a job before you. Somebody is even too happy. Just too happy for no reason. <laughs> you know sometimes there are people like that. You say, I was doing this one. Mm-hmm. Let them express their joy. The way they want to express it. Guard your heart. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people don't know where you're coming from, so that's why they don't understand your praise. Oh, somebody didn't get what I said. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, if you have always lived in a mansion, to you, that's not something that's up. Somebody that was living in face me, I face you. And finally moved to a mansion. You cannot explain their praise. Because it doesn't make sense to you. Somebody get what I'm saying? You, 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 from when you were single, you, I, mean, I mean, from the first day you got married, you took in the first day you got married. Somebody else took her eight years to have a child. Her celebration will not be the same as your own. You see what I'm saying? So when you see people that are overjoyous for no reason, you don't know their story. You don't know why their praise is the way it is. Allow them. Hallelujah. Guard your heart. Don't allow envy to arise. Don't allow those bad or ill feelings to arise. Guard your heart. There are three things that poison our hearts. You know what? You, you, I, mean, I mean, I've even seen people that, that, that had a good heart and they moved to a bad heart. 
You can be in love with someone and in love with a place and something poisons your heart and you become a hater of that person or a hater of that place. I get what I'm saying. You can't be in a church and hate the church. You can't be in a church and hate the pastors. You can't be in a church and hate the leaders. Somebody get what I'm saying. You can't be in a department and hate the department. You can't be in a department and hate the HOD. Those things will allow you to prosper. It will allow the good things God wants to do in your life to manifest. Hallelujah. All we are waiting for now is your heart to adjust. God is ready. He's willing. Hallelujah. Good heart will produce good fruits. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it, the issues of life are determined. Glory to God. Hey, see, three things. Three things can poison your heart. Number one, people can poison your heart. Hey, there are people that are always whispering. They always have the current gist. <laughs> hey, except you're Elena. If you are somebody that is growing and maturing in God, you would have by now learned the power of words. In this kingdom, words are powerful. Whether it's the word of God or the word of men, very powerful. So you must keep your heart sensitive and clean because words can poison it. It's not everything you should hear. Oh, somebody not get what I'm saying. It's not, listen, when I'm on social media or anywhere, I intentionally don't look at bad news. I don't. I don't look at it. Don't, accident, I won't look at it. I don't care how many people die. All the, I heard that um, there was something that burnt on bridge. Never look. I don't know what happened. I don't know how many people got burnt in that. I don't care. I don't want, I don't, I don't want that in my mind. Somebody get what I'm saying? I don't entertain bad news. I don't want to put it in my heart. Except it's something that is directly affecting that I have to respond. If not, general news that they clean somebody in Tokyo. You want to, you are concerned yourself. What's your business? Are you, except you are planning to go to Tokyo. If you're not going to Tokyo, you don't want to put that in your mind. Plane crash. And you, you read the whole story. You saw all the pictures. You know what's going to happen to you when you enter a plane? You are giving the devil raw materials. I don't want to care. The plane I'll be in will not crash. So there's no need. I don't need that information. Yeah. Hallelujah. You must guard your heart. People can poison your heart. Come with different stories. Did you hear? Did you know? Have you seen? No. Don't tell me about it. Hallelujah. Hey, one of my, one of my good guys came to me one time. He had an issue with his pastor. His pastor is my mentor. So, or one of my mentors. So he wanted to tell me what happened. He said, do you see what happened? One time I said, I don't, I don't want to hear. He's a good friend of mine. I said, I don't want to hear. Because if you tell me something bad about my mentor, you cannot mentor me. But you have stopped my mentor from mentoring me. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Nobody is perfect. I don't need to hear your imperfections. I don't need to hear that. Hallelujah. I don't need to hear that. Jesus, God never insists on using perfect people. From Old Testament down to New. He has never insisted that he must use only perfect people. He just uses people. And you see, if you allow people to keep poisoning your heart, look, I've learned in this life, the more friends you have, the more likely blessings will reach you. Because God will use people to reach you. He won't say angels. It's people you use. If you make enemies up and down, it will be difficult for God to find somebody to send you. Just 100 naira, it's difficult. Because everybody around you, God is trying to reach them, they're saying, that guy never... It's not God talking to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you. 
Some of you by now, you'd have met your spouse. By now, you'd have gotten the job. Somebody would have recommended you, but every, you fought everybody. Guard your heart. Hallelujah. Guard your heart. People. People. Don't let people whisper rubbish to you. Especially about your leaders, especially about your pastors, especially about anybody in leadership. You don't need that. If I about any other brother, self, it's not important. Don't let them do that to you. Because once those things enter your heart, they will take root. And they will produce evil fruit. Not good fruit. That's what chokes a lot of Christians from producing good things. Their hearts are too full with, with bitterness, envy, all those kind of emotions. So it doesn't allow the good word to produce. Glory to God. So be careful of people whispering to you. Some of my greatest haters were once my greatest supporters. Your heart can move. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You, you can move from loving a place or loving a person to becoming a staunch hater of that place or that person because you didn't guard your heart from stories. There are some people I see walking together. I know both of them are already doomed because I know that the kind of talk they will be exchanging, it will not be healthy talk. And see, the interest is to see, you can't be in the middle of a faith project and be contaminating your faith project. As in, you're a single sister, believing God seriously to get married, and you're allowing gossip come in. You, you are contaminating your baby. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Doctors will tell you if you're pregnant, don't smoke, don't drink, don't, because it can affect the baby. That's how it is when you're getting toxic gist. You are, you, are, you are in the middle of your faith project, believing God to get a job, believing God to get my, and you are lying to people to tell you rubbish about other people. And it's affecting you and affecting your dream. Second thing that can affect your heart circumstances. Somebody step on your stove innocently, and you begin to blow it out of proportion. See, how people treat you is never personal. I preach a whole series titled, It's Not Personal. Do you know how people treat you is always based on the best of their knowledge and the best of their behavior. It's never about you. They didn't know you from anywhere. It's, this is their behavior. This is how they treat everybody. Somebody get what I'm saying? So it's not about you. But if you're not careful, that circumstance can affect your heart. Because you thought, oh, they intentionally didn't choose me. They intentionally didn't put me in that position. They intentionally didn't select me. They intentionally didn't call me. They intentionally didn't invite me. Hallelujah. Watch out for those circumstances. Don't, see, when you learn how to trust God, you will not allow the things happening to affect you because your life is not tied to whatever is happening around you. Your life is tied to God. Are you here, somebody? Circumstances. Most of them are not intended for you. Watch it. I remember <laughs> many years ago, we had somebody in our office that we had to fire. This was a long time ago, more than 15 years ago. Long, long time ago. He was one of the best music directors I've ever seen. He changed our choir, transformed our music 15 years ago. Great guy, anointed guy, gifted guy. But he had bad behavior. So he was always causing trouble in the office and everything. So one day, finally, we decided that we have to let this guy go. So they gave him a sack letter. Before I even came, they had admin had sacked him. So they, when I got there, they told me that he came back and wrote a letter to everybody in the office. <laughs> so both front desk, the letter for you. Account officer, letter. All the people that he didn't have anything personal with, oh, 
He wrote that everybody plus uh, admin plus uh, Ashit pastor. Uh, so when they came, they were all telling me their letter. He was blasting them and insulting them. Different insults, customized <laughs> to each person. Blasted them. So front desk, account, admin. So when they finished showing me all the letter, they now said, Pastor, this is the letter I wrote to you. <laughs> Glory to God. I took that letter. I didn't even open it to the dustbin straight. I never read it till tomorrow. I don't know what was in that letter till tomorrow. But you know what? If I had read that letter, words are powerful. Yeah. See, you don't need to hear what they said about you. You don't need to. Hallelujah. You don't need to. Tell all those people that want to inform you what they said about you. Tell them not to worry. Because if they tell you those things, it's going to affect you. Don't say, oh, wait, I can handle it. No, you can't. Yeah. Words are words. Words are seed. They are going to jam it. They are going to grow something. Say, well, come and hear what they said. No, you know, don't want to hear what they said about it. Because once, they, once you hear those things, resentment will grow in your heart towards that person. And God can reach you and bless you as much as he would like to with resentment and unforgiveness in your own heart. He can't. He wants to. But that feeling will not allow the good word to grow. I dropped the dustbin, never read it. Do you know years after, that guy came back to relate with us over something. I was one of the only people in the office that could relate with him well because I never had a negative thing he said about me. Imagine if I had read that letter and he came to say, oh, can we do something together? I'm saying you. <laughs> and a lot of believers like that, carrying so much negative emotion. You can't, you, you can't, you can't, the word can't produce. God is a good God. He has planted a good word. I mean, most times you'll find that these ill feelings are there. Either envy, bitterness, offense. You know, you think someone should not get something. You think, why is this person talking to me like this? You need to cl always clear your heart. Always do that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Always clear your heart. The last thing that can poison your mind is Satan. Satan can poison your heart. He will come and be whispering rubbish to you. Always does that. that that's what happened to Judas. A woman came, broke a very expensive perfume for Jesus. Judas was grumbling that why didn't they give this perfume to the poor? Jesus told him, my friend, get out of here. You always have the poor with you. Let me enjoy for once as your senior pastor. <laughs> and the devil began to tell Jesus, I mean Judas, that it's only pastor that's enjoying this ministry. Only senior pastors are the ones that enjoy it's in the Bible that Satan entered his heart. Satan entered his heart. Satan entered his heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It pains me when I see other believers actually setting out to hurt another believer. You don't understand who you are. As in you're actually going out of your way to paint somebody bad. You are going out of your way to report a story when you are not a reporter. For any radio or TV station. You are going out of your way to harm another Christian. Going out of your way to speak evil. They said that evil tree will speak. I say, you, you brood of vipers. How can good things come out of you when you are so full of bad things? You never do that. You are not too big to be offended. 
you must constantly forgive people that offend you. It's difficult, but it's necessary. God never asked you to forgive because the person deserves forgiveness. God is asking you to forgive so that he can bless you. Because as long as that unforgiveness is there, he can't reach you the way he wants to. He wants to reward you for what you have been through. But instead, you are busy trying to reward yourself. And the principle is that once you fight for yourself, God can't fight for you. He's trying to reward you. You've been through something. You, somebody hurt you. Somebody jilted you. Somebody broke your heart. God is about to reward you, but you are not even around. You are fighting back. You are going out of your way to fight back. Hallelujah. Always keep your heart clean. Forgive people that offend you. They will always offend you. It's a positive offense not to be there. People will offend you. Remember, it's never personal. It's their behavior. It's the best of them. I know what people can actually change. Yes, like that guy that wrote me that letter. Many years after, he came to relate with us. For something, he had, he had grown up. But you, you are still holding on to the offense. You are still holding on to what you heard about that person. He has changed. See, is this, is, is, he did this in January. This July. God might have dealt with him, he has changed, but you are still carrying the offense in your heart. So God is still blessing him upon what he did. But you that are holier than thou, carrying envy and bitterness, you are the one not blessed. I see that a lot in churches. I see that a lot in churches. So that guy, that brother, is always carrying women about. But you don't know what, him, what God has dealt with him already. You want to become judge. You want to become the person that will, that will help God to deal with his children. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God, God, God will just bless him. Maybe one day, oh, oh ah, me, I've been here. You know, like that, like the elder, the prodigal son's elder brother. Remember that guy? Remember that guy? That guy's heart was not in the right place. He was doing what he was doing because he thought the doing is why God blesses us. The doing is never why God blesses us. God blesses us because he's a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a good God. There's nothing else he can do but just to be good. So it's not your doing that blesses you. It's who God is. So that guy was trying to end God's goodness. And he was very upset. He was so upset when his younger brother came that he didn't want to enter the house. That shows me the kind of heart he had. That showed me why he was not blessed. His brother came back. That has been lost. When the guy got to the house, he heard there was a party going on. Inside the house, he was outside. He asked the people outside, what's happening inside? They said, your brother that was lost has come back. And your father is throwing a party. You know what? The guy, the guy said, I'm not going in. Why? Why would they be throwing a party for him? He said, I'm not going in. Who are you angry against? Who are you angry with for their blessing? Release them so that your own blessing can flow. Release them. The guy said, I'm not going inside. The father had to come and meet him outside. So what's wrong? Come inside. Say no. So I've been I've, all these years. I've served you. I've never broken your law. I said, you, yeah, you never gave me a kid. That's a baby goat. Father said, all that is mine is yours. It was all yours from the beginning. You didn't just have a big heart to take it. Hallelujah. It was yours. You were busy beefing your brother. If you ask me, I believe that guy was beefing his brother left. Even before the brother came back. He was already upset before. And he was happy when he saw the brother suffering. He was peeping to see. Hope he's so suffering. Hallelujah. Don't ever be the kind of person that says people should get what they deserve. Because if God starts with you. you <laughs> hallelujah. It's out of your own mouth will I judge you. 
Glory to God. Lastly, and we'll just close from here. Jeremiah 17. Glory to God. From verse 5. Your heart must be clean, then your heart must trust in God. You must trust God. Children of God, we must, we must learn how to trust God. Do you understand? When, when you trust God, it means you hope on God. You depend on God. That means it's God you are looking at for your life. You are not looking at the president. You are not looking at the, at the economy. You are not looking at the policy. You are depending on God. It says, thus says the Lord, cursed be the man that what? Trusted in man and maketh flesh his arm, whose heart has done what? Departed from the Lord. Next verse, it says, um, for he shall be like the heat in the desert, and he shall not what? See when good things that we've been talking about, when it comes, he won't see it. He won't see when good things come because he's always looking at, at men. If they suck you, it can be a good thing. If you trust God. But if your eyes are not on God and they are on the where you are walking right now, so even when a good thing comes, you won't see it. You won't recognize it. Can never forget many years ago, one of my sons, he was he was a final year in school. You know, before he became born again, he had he had gotten admission with all those um, admission that they tell you that you complete your work before you finish all this kind of admission. You know, they did woo for him. But along the line, he had gotten born again. And somehow he still hadn't completed his work or something. Something was shot wrong with his papers. So in final year, they, they were about to chuck him out. And he said, Pastor, I'm finished. I said, you can't be finished. There are people that didn't go to school at all, and that was the secret to their prosperity. School is good, but that's not your... You, you, we don't trust in certificates. Oh, man. Some of you, your certificate is your, only, your biggest problem. Because it, 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 keeps insist, it keeps insisting that because you read medicine, you must do something in medical line. And God is saying you don't have to do anything in medical line to get to where you're going. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Say, I'm an engineer. See, you're, not, you're never finished with God. If your trust is in God. Hallelujah. Say, he won't see when good comes. He won't see when good comes. You must constantly trust God. Hallelujah. You must learn how to trust God. You must learn how to put your eyes on God. Very important. Hallelujah. Not on any other thing. Look at this. Let's continue. He said, he, he shall be like the heat in the desert, and he shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a sword land, and not what? Inhabited. He won't see when good comes. Like I told you, the last step before your blessing is usually compromise. And when you trust God, you are going beyond compromise. Let's, let's finish and I'll explain some things. Next verse. Um, next verse, guys. He said, but blessed is the man that what? Trusts in the Lord. He said, and whose hope what? The Lord. Next verse. It says, it says, um, it says, for he shall be what? Like a tree planted by what? The water. They didn't say he's planted by water. So. They say he looks like. He, he, will, he will look so good. 
you would think he's planted by water. He's not planted by water. He's, he's just so blessed that he looks like the guy planted by waters. He said, he, he said, he said that, that spread it out his roots by the river and shall not see when what? Heat or drought comes. But his leaves shall, shall be green and he shall not what? Be careful or be anxious in the time of drought. Neither shall cease from what? Yielding fruit. Next verse. Next verse. He said, the what? Heart. Because that's where the whole issue is. The heart is what? Deceitful above what? All things. And desperately what? We can. Say who can know? He's still pointing us back to the heart. When you trust in God. See, they say you will not, you will not prepare for failure. You know people are saying the economy is bad. And they're actually taking practical steps to prepare for a bad economy. So when you trust in God, you will not prepare. You will not even see when that scarcity is coming. It, it, you, you will not be anxious in the year of drought. There will be a year of drought. So say you, you will not be bothered by it. Somebody get what I'm saying? Learn to trust God. I didn't start trusting God today. Oh. Don't be moved by anything you see me. Um, doing or, or whatever now. No, 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 no. See, some of you, you are the best place to start learning how to use your faith. You start from small things. That's the best place to start. Can never forget the story. I always share it. I was a young pastor then. I'd not, I'd never started my own ministry. I think I was serving another ministry. I was an, like a pastor in training. And I was living with another pastor in training, you know, in the same ministry, but we living, was living in my house. Of course, there was no food. They were not paying us salary or anything, so no food. And we were very hungry one day. And this Mahashid pastor said, let's beg our neighbor. The neighbor attends church. He said, let's beg our neighbor to give us Gary. Number one, I don't like the fact that he was suggesting we should beg. Why? Because the Bible said, I've been old. Now I'm young. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging. So I said, that's anti-scripture. I don't like to beg. Secondly, you want us to beg, but you want us to beg for Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> See, if you are going to beg for something, don't beg. I don't believe you should beg. But if you are going to beg, eh, wear your best clothes. Go there and say, hey, can I have like one million naira there? The guy will say, ha, why would I say one million? I don't have one million. Okay, just give me transport of 50K. Let me <laughs> go somewhere else and look for it. <laughs> but don't go and beg for Gary. Don't go and beg for Gary. Many people are asking for something that is too small. Asking for something that is too small. Beg for Gary. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm trying to show you how broke we were then. So, what I'm teaching you now is not because I'm where I am today. No. That's not, that's not, I'm teaching what I've known, even from that time. So I said, no, we didn't agree. And the guy was very upset. This thing almost not a big fight. You know, a hungry person, <laughs> you don't teach him revelation. He's hungry. He's not interested in revelation. He was upset. It turned to a big argument. That who are you? are too proud. This, 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 this. We are hungry. We want you to do. Let's beg for what you can beg for. This is. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. What's a big issue? Some time that day again, so maybe one hour time or 45 minutes, I can't remember how many minutes from that time. 
We were both taking a walk. I've forgotten where we were going. We were going out of the same street. On that same street. We had not left the street. Same street. We saw on that church member on the road. He lives on the street. We were not going to his house. We were passing by his house. So he stopped us. And we stopped. Say how we greeted him and everything. He said, ah, where are you guys going to? We mentioned where we were going to. He said, but um, are you guys hungry? As in, he asked us. I've told you the last bus stop before your blessing is compromise. If we had gone to beg for Gary, we'd probably not have been on that road at that time to get the work God wanted to do. I'm telling you guys, if you listen to, what I'm saying is very simple. If you notice, I don't preach revelation. What I preach is simple things that you can apply. And it works, works better than magic. Your last bus stop to your blessing is compromise. So if you are dating somebody you have no business dating because you don't want to be lonely. Meanwhile, the real person God has for you is on the way. But when it comes, he will find out that you are dating someone. You see the problem now? You don't want to trust God. You just don't want to be lonely. What happened to the Holy Ghost? You are not lonely if you have the Holy Spirit. So don't, don't, don't manage. Don't manage. Hallelujah. So, the guy said, are you guys hungry? Do you guys want to come in? To eat, if I'm not in a hurry. We said, um, it's a busy day. It's a very busy day, but uh, we'll squeeze in some time. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, we got into that guy's house. He gave us rice with pepper stew and fish. See, eh? That was one of the best fish stew with rice I've ever eaten in my life. You see, when God blesses you, eh, there's something about that blessing. It's not just the rice. It's the fact that God blessed you. It makes it sweet. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive and your joy shall be full. All my blessings today is not the things themselves that are making me happy. It's the detail of how God met my need and he, he, he gave me the desires of my heart that my mouth could not even articulate. Because if I was to pray for food that morning, I probably not have prayed for, um, you, know, you know, I mean, that, that guy was praying for Gary, at least. <laughs> Somebody get what I'm saying? It, the blessing of it is, is, is that God came through. That's what makes it sweet. If you have never experienced that joy, I'm telling you, you need to experience that joy. And you will start from the small things like rice and, and fish stew. After we ate the rice and fish stew, the guy said, do you want more? <laughs> we are rushing home. All these things, we didn't ask the guy. We never begged. When is God, you will never lose your dignity. You will never lose your dignity. Anything making you beg a human being like you it's not God. It's you trying to make it happen by your own power. When is God? God has touched the person before you got there. That's how to trust God. That widow, God had commanded the widow woman to feed Elijah. If God didn't command her to feed Elijah, imagine if a man of God goes to a widow that wants to die. I said, give me, I mean, I mean, it was all about Instagram. Imagine that. 
That guy, that, 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 his head is freezing. We just come. I said, I said, I said, Pastor, Pastor, now, 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 uh, collect widows. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know the guy that has brain freeze. You know, he said, the pastor collects widows, last food. All these pastors are terrible. Glory to God. When it's God, God will open the person's heart. You won't need to beg. You won't need to lose your dignity. You guys say he's not marrying you. I beg. What are you begging for? If you start begging now, so what, the journey is far. You are begging him to love you. How can you beg somebody to love you? How can you beg somebody to, to, to watch here? Nobody's doing you a favor by marrying you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sweetheart, go and develop yourself till, till I mean, you are, you are of great value. Don't you, 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 you can't beg into love. You can't beg into marriage. If you start begging now, what will happen 10 years down the line? I'm telling you, people always come to me, guys, even guys and girls. Guys, come. Say, Pastor, there's this girl. I like her very much. I say, I'm listening. Pastor, if you see this girl, it's very beautiful. I say, good. Very beautiful. I say, good. I say, I even send her credit. I, I send her, I say, good, good. I say, I like her very much. I say, yes, what's the problem? I say, but she doesn't like me. So what do I do? Kidnap her. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? <laughs> what do you want to do? I don't know. See, I've, I've never been threatened by anyone because I have God. See, if you like someone, they don't like you. God is just telling you that there's something better for you. That's what God is telling you. Hallelujah. I hate begging. I hate begging. Of any kind. Whether it's begging for love or begging for food. Or begging for money. I hate begging. When you are begging, you are, it's a sign that you don't trust God. That he can provide for you. Say, if I don't marry this one, I'll die. Who says so? You will not die. You will not die. I don't know why people do that. It's just a sign that you don't trust God. I've, 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 I've never been that attached to anything. Because if, if you go a better person. Hey, we have a message in our church called God's Reserve Bench. It's a message in our church. You know, you know they're playing World Cup now. In football, normal football, you bring your best players first. And you keep the second class players on the bench. But in God's own, he brings the second class players first. If they misbehave, he brings a better player there's always a better player on the bench. God has never replaced someone with a less pers lesser person. He always plays someone with a better person. <laughs> Hallelujah. Better person. <laughs> when Saul was messing up, David was warming up. <laughs> when they removed Saul, they brought David. David never lost the battle. David didn't only fight and win. David was a singer. He was a writer. He was a poet. He was a fine boy. He was a man after God's heart. By the time he came, nobody remembers Saul again. See, some of you that are handling positions now, better do it with honor and respect. Because the person on the bench, when he comes, you will make a mess of the shakara you are making. 
There's always somebody better than you. God is just giving you a chance because if he doesn't give you a chance, you will never have a chance. Because the person on the bench is far better. He has to give you a fair chance to play first to see whether you control your head and control your temper and behave. Are you posing? So I'm the only one that can lead the world if I lead. When I think, <laughs> nobody can sing it like me. Hallelujah. Oh. <laughs> 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 Just be humble. If you see the person on the bench, <laughs> are you here, somebody? Yeah. God always puts, God reserve bench, He puts the best people on the bench and allows the second one, the junior ones, to play. So when you mess up, when they replace you, Hallelujah. Is somebody here? God always has better people. Elisha did two times the miracle of Elijah. You know, Elijah was upset. So I'm going to kill myself. I'm not doing it again. God said, relax. Relax. He said, no. I will die. I'm the only prophet that has served God. You know what he said? I'm the only one left. Ah. God said, Elijah, take it. He said, you're upset. Sleep. Eat. He said, no. I'm the only one. Hey. <laughs> God said, I have about 7,000 or whatever people that have not bowed their knee. They are on the same bench. He said, I will show you only one of them. <laughs> Elisha, only one. And they said there were many others that were there. 7,000. He only introduced one. That one doubled Elijah's miracle. One. <laughs> so any position God gives you and they offer you, if it's cleaning chair, Clean it with dignity and honor, with a great attitude. Because if they sack you, the person that will do it, will make them forget you ever came. <laughs> Are you here, somebody? Glory to God. Keep your heart clean. It's your season. It's your time. Nothing will stop the good things from flowing. In the name of Jesus. You will not compromise at your last bus stop. They will offer you the opportunity to compromise, to bribe. To, I'm telling you, I can share story upon story. I'll end with this one last story. We're using a venue those days. This was over 18, 19 years ago. We're using a venue. It was an open land, but it belonged to YMCA or YWCA, one of those things. And it was open ground. Our benches were there having fellowship there. Overnight, they changed management and they now changed the megad, and they put a sign there that nobody should use the place again. When we now got there, service day, we met a new megad that didn't even know us. And he cannot speak English. Saboki can't speak English. So we explained that we have church, we have fellowship, we are the one using this place. The guy says he doesn't know, that he showed us the sign that he wrote there, that nobody should use this place. We say it's our, those things are our benches. They are our property. We have to have, okay, we told him let's have service today. Then we used to announce to people that we're not. He said, No. You know, Asana, you know, Aboke doesn't hear this English. You are speaking, it's too long for him. They have shown him this sign that nobody should enter here. Finally, he now said we should bribe him. We said, We're a church, we don't bribe. He said, If we don't bribe him, you know, I say, If you say that thing again, we'll, we'll, we'll leave this place. And he said it again that we should bribe him. It was service time. Do you understand? People had already come. I told everybody, Let's go. Now, I could have bribed. But I said, no, we don't bribe. I said, let's go. Everybody follow me. Thank God nobody asked me where we're going. <laughs> because even me, I didn't know where we're going. <laughs> when you trust God, you don't know everything. You don't know how it's going to play out. That's why when you're in the middle of trusting God, you don't have to be talking too much. Because you can use your mouth and not implicate yourself. Because you don't even know how it's going to happen. You don't know who is going to bring it. But you just say, I trust God. I said, let's go. Everybody followed me. We were marching. As we were marching, we didn't know where we were going, you know? 
The next compound, there was a big plaza there. We just got there and noticed that some places were empty upstairs. I asked the security there, where is the owner of the place? He showed me the guy's office. I entered the guy's office. I said, good evening, sir. Everything. I said, we are so-and-so. We want to rent some of this, this your place. We want to use one of this place here. The guy said, okay, good. Um, 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 when do you want to start using the place? I said, see, fellowship is on as I'm talking to you. <laughs> see members outside. We are here already. He had never met us before. He said, okay, go inside the place. Use the place. Then come and meet me later. That used the place. We used it for about three or four months before we started and talked to him. We used it. Fellowship. And the place we were before was open ground. Do you understand? No roof. We were under a tree. Those days, if you hear our messages, beds will be sleeping. <laughs> we were under a tree. Hallelujah. From there, we maza. That was a proper place, a hall like this then. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I had bribed that guy, I would have remained under a tree. And finally, they would still kick us out. And you see that, the day they would really kick us out, they would really kick out. This miracle probably will not have happened. Your last bus stop is compromise. Every time you are being offered a compromise that is very tempting, just so that your real miracle is close. You will not miss it in the name of Jesus. I say you will not miss it in the name of Jesus. Rise to your feet and let's begin to receive it this evening. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come and begin to decree over your life that the good things are happening to me. Good things are happening for me. In every area of my life. Good things are happening. Glory to God. Mazate rebabo sakada. Good things. Good things. Good things are happening. Malabo sakada rebo mosadaba. Shikalari rebo masurabaha. Simalaki kerebo masurabayeke. Sholabaya ilerebo masurabaya. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0 0640